It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So here I was, regular Thursday night, sitting in this same chair and in this same office, like I do recording every Pat's Interference episode, on the phone with someone around the league, cutting it up, how the season went for them, what's going on in New England. But I get an email from Stacey James, the head of Patriots Public Relations Department. And like thousands of other people who got this email, I tilted my head, said, what's this? And within that email contained a statement I'm going to read right now. You've probably already heard of as this gets released Friday morning. The statement read, quote, the New England Patriots and head coach Bill Belichick have begun contract extension discussions with Gerard Mayo that would keep him with the team long term. In addition, the team will begin interviewing for offensive coordinator candidates beginning next week, end quote. Now, for 31 teams around the league, this is a regular email. This is a normal press release. Hey, our offense sucked. We're bringing in somebody new. That process starts next week. Just a casual heads up to the media and the fans. As we know, in New England, and specifically under Bill Belichick, this was unprecedented, okay? And we can make a big deal out of a statement that's two sentences, because I'm going to and am right now, because it deserves context, okay? Belichick, famously, number one, does not discuss contracts about players or coaches publicly in any circumstance. And with one sentence, all that goes out the window. The New England Patriots and head coach Bill Belichick, named specifically, have begun contract extension discussions with Gerard Mayo. Mayo, as we've discussed in this podcast, I've said elsewhere, is in the final year of his deal, something I can now finally confirm myself. My understanding, and I have been told, that he was going to explore outside opportunities to become a head coach and defensive coordinator. These contract extensions now, before I get to stuff, Later, about the second sentence in the statement, tell me that he is not going to take a defensive coordinator job elsewhere. This was motivated by a desire to spread his wings. He's a guy who's on the record saying he wants to be a head coach, thinks he's ready now. In my opinion, no hard reporting on this yet. Again, as we record on what's a not normal Thursday night because I'm not watching Glass Onion as I promised my fiance for the 10th time and have not fulfilled that promise, is that Gerard Mayo is going to stay in New England unless he gets a head coaching job. That is my speculation, my educated guess on the matter, because the Patriots have announced this, according to my colleague, Karen Garigian. Uh, They're working through some details. That's the latest reporting on this situation. According to people at NBC Sports Boston, friends of the podcast, Tommy Curran, the Patriots do not want Gerard Mayo to leave. And if you really want to take this a step further, let's say Mayo does not take a head coaching job like he was requested for in Carolina, where the Panthers want to interview him for their vacancy. 
Gerard Mayo, 36, just might be in line to succeed Bill Belichick. I am not making that leap journalistically. It's more of a reading the tea leaves and understanding ownership's feelings towards Gerard, Gerard's aspirations, Gerard's pedigree, and his potential as someone who people have gravitated towards the second he got in the building as a rookie in 2008, second or third year, gets to be a captain, and is since revered by former ex-teammates and coaches as someone who is destined to be a head coach in this league. Okay, he was already the fastest rising assistant under Belichick, first assistant ever, ever, when he joined the staff in 2019 without a single year of experience in the college ranks or the NFL ranks or coaching his system. Doesn't matter. You're the inside linebackers coach. Okay. Last year, supposedly turned down being the co-defensive coordinator with Steve Belichick because according to Tom Curran, he believed he had done more to coordinate the defense than Steve. And so with this contract officially up, which again, I can confirm in the Patriots announcing without a deal yet in place that they're going to try to extend him. This tells me they're giving him something as good as being a defensive coordinator, or at least promising something that's as good as being a head coach, because this is a guy who wants to be a head coach one day and believes he's ready to do that now. How soon that happens, whether he succeeds Belichick or not, of course, remains to be seen. But this is a crazy statement, and we're only halfway through. That's where I stand as Gerard Mayo, who I'll admit I, I was wrong. I said before I would be shocked if he was still here in 2024. The sense was he felt frustrated about where he was in New England. It sounds like he's going to stay. Sounds like he's going to stay. Could still take that interview in Carolina. But this statement was shocking. And they don't have a deal yet. They're just announcing contract negotiations, something they never do before anyway. The second sentence, the one that probably has more of your attention. Quote, again, in addition, the team will begin interviewing for offensive coordinator candidates beginning next week. I'm going to run down seven candidates that come to mind for me. If you've read any of these lists or listen to any podcasts, watch any TV shows, you've certainly heard some of these names. The difference for me is going to be people that I've talked to before I came on this podcast who are still convinced Bill is going to stay in-house. So these are not some sort of dark horse names that I think will surprise you. But it's important to note that because they are officially hiring for an offensive coordinator, the Patriots will need to satisfy the Rooney rule. So for offensive coordinators, not head coaches, that means interviewing one external minority candidate, okay? Not two, that would be the head coach. And in doing so, with this whole search, I see Belichick is having to make a commitment in one direction or another. Do the Patriots want to commit to the system that they, in a way, took a half measure to implement? The foundation of the wide zone and the play-action boots off of that which failed in the spring, failed in the summer, and left them without an identity for the entire regular season, does he want to go in that direction? Or does he want to go back to his roots, as the Patriots did, and we documented on this podcast, power running all of the different plays. I'm talking thousands of plays and tags and variations that are in the files in Foxborough, okay, where they've run spread, they've gone two tight ends, they've gone power running, they've done some zone running, they've gone no huddle, they've gone the slowest offense in the league. And get someone who's been in those files before, knows the terminology, and is the system that Belichick, for the most part, has been insistent in keeping. Is he going to go with the new, which they tried and failed last year, and get more of a Shanahan-style coach with experience? Or does he pivot back and go to his roots? That's what this search is going to be about. Because Belichick's decision with this coaching search, I think, will be the most important hire for the rest of his tenure. Not going out in a huge leap here, keeping Gerard Mayo might be bigger. But ultimately, I think he's going to entrust this offense like he once did to Josh McDaniels 
as being almost its own team. You were the head coach of the offense. That is the level of trust he's going to need for someone who I think is going to have to take some of Belichick's direction. But we just have a 17-game sample of what it looks like when Belichick is leading an offense. And it was horrible. Okay? Guy's the greatest coach of all time. Not cut out to be an offensive coordinator. That's why they're hiring one. Do they go in a new direction, hire a ton of new assistants to run that system, and Belichick trusts them to do that? Or do we get some Bill O'Brien or Cliff Kingsbury who implements some ideas but ultimately does what Belichick says? And with that, I just gave away two-sevenths of the list. But look, you already knew that was coming. We've talked about this forever. So let's get to some of the other candidates on this list. Bill O'Brien. So Bill O'Brien, as you know, two years uh, at the University of Alabama, their offensive coordinator working under Nick Saban. Before that, with the Patriots, uh, 2008, 2009, 2010, 2011. And last three years calling plays, the last two years as their offensive coordinator. He's someone that I've touted as he's in the family. He's coached quarterbacks and developed them. He's been an offensive coordinator. The only trouble is if Belichick sees him as a threat to succeed him in-house, would you want to invite that person into your house in the first place? Mayo, maybe, maybe the Mayo commitment and extension behind closed doors, again, speculating here, solves that if Gerard is in place to succeed Bill one day, and that's the promise that's made. I don't know that. And then you bring in O'Brien, and don't worry that he's a flight risk, because by then, in a year or two, maybe you promote from within, and you get a guy like, I don't know, Troy Brown or Ross Douglas in time to replace O'Brien if Bill's still here in 25 or 26, um, because those are the issues. Bill wants someone here for the long term, and that would work against Bill O'Brien, Cliff Kingsbury. Look, on the last podcast, I was openly against this idea saying, look, if we're hiring people based on experience they had 19 years ago, I'll go back to babysitting and being a little league umpire. But Cliff Kingsbury, according to someone I talked to today, shouldn't be ruled out. And again, that's not saying much, but Kingsbury comes with, you know, a blend of new ideas, some patriot pedigree, and as someone who at this point in his career doesn't have a whole lot of leverage to go back and get a head coaching job in the NFL or college. So he's probably going to do whatever Belichick wants, run the system and give it a little new flavor to it. Okay. Someone at least who has answers to a bunch of different problems, which the Patriots didn't last year with all their offensive line issues and the protections of whatnot. He obviously would also coach quarterbacks an issue. That's really going to be a focus here and really help me mold the rest of my list. Now, number three, you're not going to like this name. We got to say it. Adam Gase, okay? Adam Gase has been out of football for two years. Before that, ran some of the worst offenses in the entire league in 2019 and 18 with the Jets. Say we will about those offenses. Belichick still, at the end of December 2020, loved him some Adam Gase. Quote, I think he's done an excellent job. This is before the um, the regular season finale. I think it was like January 3rd or 4th, Cam Newton year, Patriots beat the Jets. He's saying that week, quote, I think he's done an excellent job. I think he did a good job with Miami. I think he's done a good job with the Jets. He's, as I said, a coach I have a lot of respect for, and he gives us a lot of problems. He's a tough, tough coach to coach against, so that's really the way I feel about him. Belichick reportedly also tried to get Gase to come to New England between his stints in Miami and in New York. Of course, he gets a Jets head coaching job, takes it anyway. I'm not saying Adam Gase, who left his wife's side after giving birth, after like 10 minutes to go back to the office when he was in Denver with Peyton Manning. But maybe two years is enough for him to get away and come back. And this is someone who, again, doesn't have a lot of personal or career leverage Belichick could bring in. He trusts him to develop quarterbacks, right or wrong. He has experience running big systems that gave Belichick problems, even if it was all the way back 
in Denver, though Miami sprung some upsets as they're wont to do of the Patriots in those years. Okay. Someone he trusts, someone he thinks fondly of Gase checks those boxes, even though he's never been in the building. Now, someone who's been in the building, but might not check some major boxes the Patriots want is Chad O'Shea. Okay. We're not going to spend a lot of time on Chad O'Shea. If you've been reading the list, he surely made all of them. Chad O'Shea, for those who missed it, was in New England for 10 years as an offensive assistant, coach of the wide receivers. More recently, Dolphins offensive coordinator in 2019 with Brian Flores. Flores cans him as he did every single offensive coordinator in Miami. And since then, he's been in Cleveland as the Browns wide receivers coach and passing game coordinator. So O'Shea, like we talked about with Kingsbury, could come in, blend some old ideas and terminology with some new ones from some of it's not the exact same Shanahan offense that Kevin Stefanski is running in Cleveland, but you got a lot of the zone blocking, some boot stuff. Take that stuff the Patriots clearly wanted to run last year and failed in addition to all the stuff they've been doing. The trouble is um, O'Shea has no experience coaching quarterbacks, none on the offensive line, and like a current assistant on staff was passed over when he had a chance to become an offensive coordinator, and Bill apparently didn't think he had to be had that potential. Now, at this point, if Bill is just going to, you know, hire someone to follow orders. Chad O'Shea could fit that mold, uh, but we'll see. First of two dark horses. Okay, and I'm not saying I like either of these choices, but based on history, based on where they are in their careers and what the Patriots need, these could fit the mold. Hey guys, a quick break for a holiday gift from me to you. It's a reminder that Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. NFL, college football, Bowl season, esports, and the end of the World Cup, you'll find the latest odds on all of those, plus team matchup info, player news, game trends, all at betonline.ag, where BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and live scores for any sport or game. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events, so head online to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code CLNS50, that's CL. NS50 to receive your reward at Bet Online, where the game starts. Number one, Doug Marone. Doug Marone, Saints offensive line coach this season, last season, offensive line coach at Alabama, obviously Nick Saban connection. Before that, four years as the Jaguars head coach. Before that, assistant off, uh, assistant head coach. And before that, two years with the Bills. Doug Marone checks boxes as far as uh, offensive coordinator experience. 2006, 2008 with the Saints, someone that Belichick respects. Belichick endorsed him not once, but twice for that Jaguars head coaching job. Again, those offenses were not necessarily uh, creative. Nathaniel Hackett was his offensive corner back then. I think Jed Fish also for a year. But the thing is, and we'll go back to the Belichick press conference. Well, this is what he had to say about Doug Marone. Quote, I think that Coach Marone, this is December 27, uh, August, August 2017, I think that Coach Marone and the program they have down there will be good for us to work against this week in practice. This is before joint practice in preseason. I have a lot of respect for what he did in Buffalo. They were a very tough team to compete against when they were in our division. He did a great job throughout his career at Syracuse and as assistant in this league. I have a lot of respect for Doug and the program he runs. Okay, you might say run-of-the-mill praise, right? Take out the names Doug Marone or Coach Marone or whatever, put in, you know, Adam Gase or God forbid, Joe Philbin, and just say, I have a lot of respect. The thing is, he made two calls on Doug Marone's behalf as someone he's never worked with because those Bills teams, granted this was nine, 10 years ago, played harder against the Patriots than anyone Belichick said he was contending with back then. So what you have here is a coach who would be taking a promotion, offensive line coach to offensive coordinator, 
Someone who's already done the job, as we covered with the Saints in the mid-2000s, including, for a little time, under Sean Payton. He just he just left at the wrong time. One more season, Doug Marone, and you would have been a Super Bowl champion with the Saints. And as someone who fundamentally, I think, will reinstall what the Patriots miss, which was a downhill running game in that offensive line area. So, again, I'm not banking on quotes from five, six years ago that I just quoted and had to you know interrupt a few times there from Belichick. But the respect is there. The pedigree guy knows what he's been doing and the experience could work. One I'm a little less sold on, but I wanted to mention because we talk about, quote, keeping it in the family. This guy is in kind of a a tree off of the Belichick family because his brother is the head of the Patriots front office. The head of the front office is Matt Groh. I am talking about Mike Groh. Okay. Mike Groh had two years as an offensive coordinator in Philly. They were not when the Eagles beat the Patriots in that Super Bowl. They were the two seasons after when he and the rest of that staff got canned. So those seasons did not go well. Of course, maybe it was another year for Doug Peterson, but Mike Rowe got canned. His experience mostly is with wide receivers. However, Mike has coached quarterbacks twice in college. Okay. He has experience at Alabama under Saban. He has experience in the West Coast offense, where again, if the Patriots want to split the difference between a decision I think Belichick has to make, do we pivot? and change the system, or do we commit to it and do it better when we have all of the answers inside of our playbook and building? He could be somewhere down the middle, someone who understands what it takes to run an offense, someone who would be getting a promotion. He's currently the wide receivers coach under Brian Dable in New York with the Giants. Those receivers have had a very good season. He's in his early 50s. This could fit. Now, having spoken with Mike, I haven't talked to him about this, but I interviewed him ahead of a long profile road of macro. He talked about coaching for the Giants as kind of a homecoming for him, like the team he rooted for when their dad, Al, was an assistant along with Belichick under Bill Parcells in the 80s. So like that helmet, that symbol means a lot to him. I don't know if it means as much as a promotion, though, just up 95 and potentially to come work with his brother. There's a huge age gap there. And obviously they wouldn't be working hand in hand, but it's something to keep an eye on because that I think, again, if you're talking about in the family, you can vouch for work ethic and ideas. That's that's something where Belichick might make an exception depending on the interview. All right, the last one in-house, Nick Haley. Um, you heard support for him from our friend Mike Giardi. When Giardi was on a couple episodes ago with someone who could get the job, I can tell you and confirm Nick Haley's contract is set to expire. Belichick, as we know, passed over him for Patricia and Judge, even though Nick was the most experienced offensive assistant on staff. I think, of course, that was a mistake. We've talked about this before. If you're a tight ends coach, you were as involved in the offense as anyone, except for the quarterbacks, because you were involved in run blocking, pass blocking, uh, routes, and spacing, okay? And so he would be in a position to know this offense as well as anyone, but how do you teach it? How do you command a room? How do you game plan? He's been in charge of some of the red zone work this year, specifically the run game. Didn't go great, but in past years, you know, had better success in other areas of their game preparation. Like O'Shea, Belichick just might not see a big-time job potential for Nick Cayley. And honestly, if you're Nick Cayley, do you want to take the job when your boss just passed you over for what was a predictable disaster and turned out to be even worse than we expected? Who knows? Recent history says no. But the Patriots, by making the statement Thursday night, officially announced they're in that territory. So to recap, those seven names that I'm watching, I had a longer list. And, it, you know, again, we're talking about different boxes to check, but from conversations I've had, people in the league are convinced 
and it's a small sample, that Bill is going to stick with someone that he knows. And I tend to agree because he's these the last few years, most likely of his coaching career, he's not going to hand the keys to his offense to a total stranger. Um, so they are Bill O'Brien, Cliff Kingsbury, Adam Gase, Chad O'Shea, Dark Horse category, Doug Marone, Mike Groh, and then in-house favorite, Nick Cayley. So we'll see what happens. The Patriots will start this coaching search next week. And again, there must be at least one external minority candidate for the offensive coordinator job where, again, I talked about, number one, the Patriots never publicly talk about contracts. Belichick has said many, 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 many times, I do not care about titles, okay? The Patriots, with these two sentences, have officially announced they care about talking about contracts and titles, which tells me this was a Robert Kraft move, which was echoed by something somebody told to me as I was reacting live on the phone with them, and I tend to agree. What this means, bigger picture between Graft and Belichick, supposedly, according to Tommy Curran, they're all on the same page. But it's worth noting that this flies in the face of everything Belichick has said and done over the last 20 plus years. And that is really marking uh, a new era in time for this franchise, which, look, they've gone 25 and 26 over the last three years. I think you would happily step out of this current era and do something new, which is the plan. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay. Uh, the plan right now for us is to wrap with mailbag. So we have four questions left over. I promise to get to from last week. We'll start with John C um, via Twitter. He says, on a scale of one to 10, how annoyed should Patriots fans feel that Patricia has finally started calling logical plays in week 18? Is it more or less frustrating that he finally did it in game 17 after 16 games of wild E coyote play calling? John made sure to tell me he looked up how to spell wild E coyote, which if you don't know how to spell it, think of it right now and look it up because you might be surprised. But um, a 10, sure, a 10. I mean, look, <laughs> again, we're playing the Pats interference drinking game. I've said, look, five times, you should be um, at least tipsy by now. But you, you have every reason to be frustrated. This offense averaged 18.1 points per game, okay? Lowest since 2000. Bill's first year here in a totally different era of football. Patricia upped the play action rate, okay, which they weren't doing because they weren't marrying their passes and runs, something that should be obvious and fundamental to a lot of offenses. It wasn't for the Patriots because the runs didn't look like the passes. They couldn't feel, didn't feel like they could call play action. They had some wrinkles in the red zone. They were spectacular. Matt could have walked in for a touchdown on that draw, that run that we saw, quarterback run, which you never see from them. They obviously scored two other touchdowns, Jacoby Myers and Devontae Parker. It's just, it should be frustrating. This this season was a disaster. I said, at least let them dig their own graves. They did. If you want to be frustrated on 11 out of one out of 10, by all means, it's just, it's it was a bad year. Waterboys pod, second question for them via Twitter. Who is the OC next year? Who is a special teams coach? Is Mayo back? Um, timely questions that I thankfully say for this edition. I don't have a firm guess on OC. Um, because again, I don't know how Belichick is going to answer the question we pose now twice and soon now three times. Does he commit to familiarity and running it back with someone that he knows, or does he really wholeheartedly sent on being the LA Rams of the East with the offense they couldn't install and execute that we saw in the spring and summer? So 
My default guess will just be the obvious one, even though I, I backed off of this a little bit, is Bill O'Brien. But it's really, I don't know. Uh, who's a special teams coach? Joe Judge will be reassigned. There, there's there's no doubt in my mind after the way the season went and Max frustrations that were public. And I think uh, public because they just overflowed, not but because we saw all of his frustrations, but because there was a lot behind the scenes that he didn't show and it just spilled over into public view during games and occasionally in the press conferences. I think Joe Judge will be reassigned and be the special teams coach and his drive mayo back. Before this evening, I would have said, I don't know. Now I'm going to tell you, yes. What does he promised? What does he get? Is it more than just a raise? We'll see. Um, but I'm leaning yes. All right. From New Finland, Pats, how much of the season's shortcomings would you account to Bill Belichick's stubbornness and unwillingness to make radical change? Radical, even crazy. Uh, radical changes to coaching staff in season. Do you think this ending will necessitate those changes? Well, second question has already been answered. Changes are coming. I don't mind the uh, lack of changes in season as far as coaching staff. Like fire Matt Patricia is not going to add any more ideas midseason. Okay. What you need to do is you need to emphasize or prioritize some other coaches in that room, like a Nick Cayley, like a Troy Brown, to get the offense back on track. People who have been in this position uh, longer than Patricia has and certainly longer than Judge to get those ideas flowing. And what happened was I think Patricia's grip on this offense only grew stronger through about that first Buffalo game and maybe even Arizona. And you saw what happened. They were conservative. They were coached like a defensive coach was leading them. So I think the stubbornness point in a different sense is a good one because Belichick ground his heels in here. And it was really arrogance. It was arrogance to think that Patricia could take on this job. It was Patricia's arrogance that he could outwit all of these defensive coaches because he knew how they thought and he could coach offense because it's just concepts. And if you flip the picture around, now I see how it really works. That's not how this is. This is a dynamic um, thing that you're coaching. It's an organism in offense. Okay. Like you need answers for all these different problems defenses are going to present and you install those solutions ahead of time. It's not, here's how you block outside zone against this basic front and that they change this or you want motion there then how do you account for a blitzer from the back side if he's going to the front side and then you lose one other guy there's so many different things involved in this that they thought we're smarter we're better we can do this it'll be fine okay the league has a way of humbling you and people who think like that and it humbled the patriots this season so yes stubbornness not about firing coaches mid-season but just the idea that they could you know fly this far in the face of convention which has been built up over a hundred years of coaching football and they would outwit the rest of the league. No, not going to happen. Didn't happen. Won't happen again. Uh, last one from Paul Chisholm. Sorry, Paul. I thought you said your last name correctly. Will the Pats go after a shutdown corner in the off season for agent or draft pick? Um, this is how scrambled my brain is right now. We might've answered this question on the last podcast. If I didn't, I'll keep this uh, short and sweet. Look, there are, I almost said, look again, uh, there are, how many shutdown corners in the league? Six, maybe eight. It's like the guys on the all pro team, a couple more on the pro bowl team. That's it. So if you really wanted to get a true shutdown corner, number one, shadow a best receiver throughout the game and shut them down, you have to trade for him. That's not going to happen. I think when you're assessing what the Patriots will do, adding a starting corner via free agency of the draft, I would lead, excuse me, towards the draft. It's not because obviously they don't have the money for the most cap space in the league. I think they just look at, you know, Jack Jones could start opposite Jalen Mills next year. Marcus Jones will be in the slot. Maybe they bring back Jonathan Jones, which kind of doesn't really count towards free agency, but I just don't think 
you're going to find one out there. The, the market isn't such that it's flooded with the shutdown corners that you get. So are you getting your bang for your buck, which I thought they would pursue last year, a guy like Tra uh, Traverse Ward, who's in San Francisco, got about $10 million a year, uh, didn't happen. I think something like that, they might pursue down a little bit more money in this free agency, but it's not really a shutdown corner. So in my opinion, it's more likely that they draft a corner in the first or second round um, because – as much as I just said, hey, they could envision Jack Jones starting opposite Jalen Mills. Um, as we've learned, you can't really trust Jack Jones' decision-making all the time. So we'll see. I'm excited to get more into free agency in the draft. Obviously, we have a coaching search on our hands first that we'll get through. I know I mentioned last episode uh, we would be having uh, a guest on. That is currently planned for Wednesday. Jeff Howe of The Athletic is going to come back. We're going to get into the coaching stuff. We're also going to get into the Belichick-Mac Jones dynamic, which I know has become uh, more under a spotlight this week in light of Chris Sims' remarks that Mac was calling around the league and bitching about the offense and asking for ideas. My colleague Karen Gregan wrote a great column about that and how it would really fall in line with a lot of, let's just say, lack of praise from Belichick toward a starting quarterback, which started this summer with Mac having, quote, dramatic improvement to barely acknowledging his existence and then capping it in the end-of-season press conference saying, yeah, I think he can play quarterback in this league, which, duh, He's been playing quarterback, and this isn't Belichick in his normal press conference form. It's a significant departure from what we saw him talking about Mac in the summer, which changed, of course, Mac's frustration, the coaching staff, and the results in the field, which made everybody miserable. But if the Patriots get this right and they hire the right guy, a new offensive coordinator, that should change. Unfortunately, we'll need to wait a good eight, nine months to find out if that happens. So until then, we will be back next week. Jeff Howe, The Athletic, and the coaching search will be underway. So keep it here. And on my Twitter at underscore Andrew Callahan, as always, feel free to hit up with more mailbag questions. See you guys.